Roots and Shoots with Jamie, Charlotte and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, Sabrina. Well, hello, Charlotte, and and hello to you too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well. Uh, well, you know, I was on the other side of the glass and I just went, those two are bloody drinking at the crack of dawn. I know. And, and I, I wasn't invited. Really, that's what it was all about. Well, you're always welcome. <laughs> and I've just recovered from my coffee coughing fit, having tried to take a swill of wine before 9 o'clock in the morning. I think mm. I was trying to, you know... Inhale and and swish it around. Oh yeah, do all that I just I just overthought it and <laughs> nearly choked to death. So that made for stunningly good radio. I just drunk it, so you know that's what yeah. I did. You just guzzled, didn't you, Jamie? There I am. Oh, there you are. You're oh. on the other one. Yeah, there you go. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, yeah I just just I was okay. Yeah, mm. yeah. He's yeah, pretty used to that, you know. I probably could have saved you a little more, though. I think I just kept asking you questions when you were when you were coughing, Charlotte. Oh, you were just... absolutely no help whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I That's have me. recovered. That's what teams recovered. are all about, isn't it? Totally. Mm. Indeed. Well, look, Sabrina is here to take your calls this morning for Roots and Shoots, as she is most, almost all Saturday mm. mornings with us. If you want to call in, it's one three hundred triple two seven twenty, or you can shoot Sabrina a text on zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Would you like to get straight into it? Well, let's do. Should let's not muck around this morning. Shall we, we just? I just feel like we should warn the listeners that for the first time in my um, what's been a pretty short-lived radio career, mm. I am controlling the buttons. Yep. I am officially the button monkey. I haven't done. Is that it what before. you used to call me before when I was <laughs> exactly. pushing the exactly. button? monkey. All I'm saying is if people could just, you know, be a little patient and bear with me because there is a high chance that I'll hang up on about 15 people this morning and but, you know, look, let's Let's see how we... Let's go to the the right phone, Let's go to line one and we have Anna in East Frio. Good morning to you, Anna. Are you actually there? I am. Success! Well done, button monkey. Strike one for the button monkey. It, it worked. Yay, that's <laughs> very, very relieving for me. Now, Anna, what, what's going on with you? Your grass tree is sick, I understand. Yes, I've got a grass tree that's been in the ground for 12 years and it's looking fine, but this year it's suddenly gone very brown. Ooh. And I've put um, water, wet soil on it, trace elements, and I recently put rock dust on it. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. Okay, um, Anna, when you go to the centre of the fronds, can you pull the centre fronds out? Oh, I haven't tried that. If you can, it's not a good sign. Oh. <laughs> um, now, look, the only other thing you can do, grass trees are highly dependent on mycorrhizal fungi that's in the soil. Um, but sometimes they rot. Sometimes the parrots get into the centre of the, the grass tree and chew out the middle bit. Then it fills up with water and they just rot. Are all the fronds brown? Uh, no, there's still some green ones in the middle, but it's getting smaller and smaller. Okay. Uh, so cut all those other ones off. Cut all the dead ones off. Leave the green ones. Get the... Um, Go and get some soil microbes. It's where, a big, where would I get them? 
uh, you'll have to go to, you won't find them in a hardware store, you have to go to a nursery. Well, I went to the nursery to ask you, Mike, to write them, and I was called locked up saying that that will contain fungi. Okay, and you have to inoculate it with a seaweed solution. So inoculate get the soil. Yeah, so get a seaweed solution and drench the soil in that. Yep. And you're in East Frio. So, Anna, if you go to my website, yes. which is sabrinahan.com.au, that's yes. got a whole pile of information on mycorrhizal fungi and bacteria. Um, so go to that website and that should help you out as well. So use your rock dust, get, you've used the wetting agent, get the seaweed solution, drench the soil with that and get the microbes, some more microbes on and that should do the okay. trick. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Can I have one more question? No, yeah. no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we run a tight ship here. <laughs> I'm joking. Go on, Anna. Yep. We put Mancozeb and then this year we injected the, the um, trunk with phosphorus. Yep. But um, it's not working. Oh, well, that means that it's gone too far and it may not just be anthracnose, it could also be dieback. Um, so the only, yeah, the, it's really important to get that, the, the bundle of microbes, you'll to go to the website and I'll, I, I talk about it, um, onto the soil. But if the mango is really badly infected, there's not a lot you can do, Anna. Anna, best of luck. Let's stick on the mango theme. We've got Stecky. Good morning, Stecky. Good morning, Mike. Hey, Stacky, how you doing? All oh, right, your button monkey got me first up and come. Ah. <laughs> I tell you what, she's pretty slick. <laughs> I'm getting right, the hang I'm of it. Straight back on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a mango question for you to stick with it. Yeah. yeah I've, got a, I've got a project I've got to do. I've got a few acres I'm greening and I'm putting some just... I'm just growing mangoes straight after you finish eating them. You know, you know the trick what we do. What makes them come up with two stems? Is it because, is it because they're... Um, they're a, a, a grafted tree that do that? No. Do you know what, Sticky? Mango said it's now some fruit have, they'll come up with, with double, double planting. So, and mangoes are one of the fruits that do that. So you'll find that it's two separate plants. Or are you saying that it comes up with the one stem and bifurcates, goes into two from the one stem? any way we can divide them or, or just, just pass one off and just keep one? Well, I'd be ditching the weakest and keep the strongest. That's what I was thinking too. Because, yeah. But I just can't understand. I've got one with three coming up and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, but that's what mangoes do. And there's a really long um, Latin name for plants that do that that I've completely and totally forgotten. Yes, I know there is. I can't remember it either. <laughs> Oh, I, think, I think, Stecky, I may have destroyed a few brain cells last night. Oh, but um, hang but, on a minute, hang on a minute. Where were you, Sabrina? Supposed to do that, <laughs> <laughs> Who were you with, Sabrina? Worry, mate. Thank you very much. Okay, Stecky, thank you. Big program this year. I'm growing and perfect. I couldn't think of a better man to do it, Stecky. All right, mate. Okay. Thanks, Stecky. No, it was just family. Was it? Yeah. It's okay. always the worst when it's your family, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, because mm. the first few are just, uh, you know, tolerate. Yeah, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs>
Joking. It's been a long time since I've had those kind of Christmases where you go, yeah, well, I'm drinking a bottle before I even get there. There you go. It's gracious. Oh, no, no, it was all fun and joy. Love the family. Mm. Uh, Sabrina, yes. on the text, these puffballs are infesting my front yard in a hostile takeover. They're everywhere. <laughs> How can I get rid of them? We use retic three times a week. Yeah, yeah, only a few minutes each time. Yeah, I think we can bring the photo oh, okay. up on yeah. there. Yeah, few minutes each. We time. just need to go down a little bit. Yeah, and wow. we'll see them there. Wow. Ah. Now, if they're the little brown puff balls, do they yep. look like brown puff balls? No, that's a that's a um, Eliocarpus. That's a bush tucker plant. There. Here you go, Sabrina. No, there's a thing that comes. Oh, yeah, it's like sort of dog poo. Yep. So it's a warty, grizzly-looking thing that comes out of the ground. It's a, it is a, a soil-borne fungus. Now, what you're looking at when you look at those hard brown little dog droppings, that's actually the fruiting body of the fungus, and that so the fungus is enormous and it's all underneath the ground. Right. So you can. You can put, it's not going to do any harm, but it does, it can lift up bitumen. Like really? They're that's so strong. so strong. Um, pour boiling water over it. So just keep your kettle on the boil and just keep boiling, pouring boiling water. That'll kill the spores that are actually in the fruiting body. But if it's under paving, it doesn't kill the mycelium that's underneath. And the mycelium, so it's little threads that make the fruiting bodies. Okay. So boil. Simple solution. Yeah, as I say in the olden days. Wendy is a little harsh this morning, 0437922720. I have a pink frangipani that I planted around five years ago. Frankly, it's pathetic. (laughs) Block its ears. It's been mulched and had some slow-release fertiliser every summer. It has some leaves and the stem gets a, a bit higher, but it only flowered once. What should I do to encourage this growth? Thank you. I'd pull it out. Really? Done? Yeah. Look, if a plant doesn't do what it's meant to do, sometimes it just hates being where it is. Mm -hmm. So you dig it up and frangipanis have got hardly any root system at all. So you dig it up and then you move it somewhere else or put it in a pot. Okay. Just like to point out to Wendy that mine's doing fine. The one (laughs) I got a couple of months ago. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's looking great. I'll send pics. Hey, let's go to Eric in 2J. Good morning, Eric. How are you, ladies and Jamie? We we're we're good. Well, Jamie's, Jamie's a bit of a girl. I'm as working well up sometimes. a sweat over here being in charge of all the button pressing. And <laughs> you'll notice I've been very quiet this morning because I'm completely overwhelmed. But anyway, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just sit here quietly and try and get things right. What's going on out your way, Eric? I have a pear tree. I have 28 and a cranky wife, Sabrina. <laughs> you got the trifecta now, there, mate. Yeah, well, what we've got is uh, we inherited a pear tree when we bought the block and yeah. um, and they and they get up about three quarters of the size, not quite right. Yeah. And in comes our feathered friends. Uh, and then mum gets cranky and I wouldn't give her the keys to a particular cabinet to <laughs> uh, implement because there's a... Uh, a, a chestnut mare in the paddock that she'd like to use that implement on too. But cut a long story short, she said, well, do something about it. Yep. Like, the other day, well, just before Christmas, I was coming down through the hills to Rolly, and I seen these big nets over the trees. Yes. And she said, well, you know, in your hair brain schemes, you better find out what you about them a bit more. So I thought, well, I'll ask you, what can we do? Can you put that over it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And if it does, is it going to inhibit the tree? No. No. So, Eric, what you need to do is you need to prune the tree hard enough that you can get the netting over the top. And netting is really, really effective. But you'll need a couple of people. Get your cranky wife up on a ladder because you need a couple of people to be able to put the netting up. But it's really effective. Now, what you do is you... Um, so the so the twenty eights are coming in to eat the fruit, or they're actually just annihilating the tree. No, the fruit. The, the fruit. fruit. Okay. The fruit so they, they, connoisseurs. They know what size. <laughs> so what you do is you can't net until after flowering, Eric. So as soon as the fruit is marble size, just after flowering, that's when you put the net on, and you leave the net on until. You harvest the fruit. Right, But it's really effective. And where do I get this big stocking thing? Okay, there's um, there's two uh, net makers in uh, Perth. So if you Google insect or bird netting, the two of them will come up. There's one south of the river and one north of the river. So there's one in Bibra Lake and there's a one that, another one up at Malaga. Uh, 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 look, we're going to. I hope that has helped you out, Eric. Good luck with your netting project there. And we'll jump over to Maggie in Medina. Good morning, Maggie. Hello. Hello, Maggie. Hi. Um, I, a couple of weeks ago, um, Sabrina, you talked to someone called Jackson about his problems with pencil pines. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it sounded a bit like our pencil pines, except our sounded worse and there's more of them. Right. Um, we have six pencil pines that are in a line and they've just done their own thing. And then suddenly over the past six months, a few of them, one's sort of seven-eighths dead, one's half dead, two are just perfect, mm-hmm. and the other two are a bit sort of blotchy. Uh, but they're big. Yeah. I mean, they're sort of seven and eight metres high. Yeah, yeah. And we couldn't possibly spray them with phosphoric acid. No, no, no. Um, now, Maggie, unfortunately, they will definitely have that conifer canker. Oh. And on big trees, it is impossible to spray them. So you have to inject so you have to get tree syringes and you inject the same stuff. They're pretty big, so you'd need three syringes in each tree. And the solution you make up depends on the width of the actual trunk of the tree. Hmm. But the ones that are, you know, almost dead, take those out. You're not going to get those back. They will not recover. The ones that are only half dead, you've got a shot at. (laughs) But you have to know that the fungal spores are harboured just underneath the bark. So when the wind blows, those fungal spores just go... (laughs) and land on all the other conifers. Kind of sounds peaceful, though, doesn't it? It does. Does that mean we have to sort of drill a hole in it? Yeah, you just drill a six millimetre hole uh-huh. um, and you get a tree syringe and you suck up the phos acid solution in a syringe and then you screw the syringe into the tree that you've drilled the hole in, uh-huh. uh, release the trigger and you've got to do it in the morning and the tree sucks it up and takes it through the cambium layer all the way up to the top of the tree. 
too hard. No, no, no. It's quite fun, really. <laughs> it's like you're playing doctor. <laughs> and your patients are trees. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Correct. Maggie. <laughs> Let's go to... You guys are weird. Alan. <laughs> Alan in Geraldton. Hi, Alan. Good morning. Uh, hi. Um, Sabrina, we've got a, a fig tree uh, with plenty of uh, fruit, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the, the leaves are... Uh, curling up on the sides and uh, falling down and, and the fruit is uh, seemed to have stopped ripening. Okay, so the leaves are turning upwards, not downwards. Uh, I've got one here, yes. Upwards. Upwards, yes. Okay, so there's a couple of things. Alan, can you see any, is there any black spotting on the back of the leaf? Uh, yeah, underneath there's, there are little... Uh, like mite-looking things, and, and around each mite there's that dark, dying part of the leaf, and it seems to spread uh, to uh, into, into a big mass of dead on one side of the leaf, and the leaf turns up. Okay, so now there's a couple of things that's going to be. There is a bacteria that they get, that you get that spotting on the leaf, and there's also a virus that they can get. So, unfortunately, both of them extremely difficult to treat. With the black things, you can't scratch them off. Are they inside the leaf? Uh, I've got one here. They're, they're very, very small. Yeah. But is it inside the leaf or is it...? It uh, looks as though they're sitting on the, on, the, on the outside of the leaf. And can you scratch them off with your fingernail? We'll this is pa- high drama we'll just here. just pause while Alan has a scratch. High drama. Scratch See? away. Dun, no, I can't. Dun, dun. You can't. Oh. Okay. So um, I was going to say it may not be scale. Uh, it could be poo. That's is that why you're laughing? Because <laughs> yeah. ah. <laughs> I just got him to do that. <laughs> Go wash, go wash your hands, Alan. <laughs> what a trick. <laughs> no, Alan, I'm just mucking around. Um, no, it could be poo. So <laughs> so there's a couple of things there. can be a, a nutrient deficiency because that can cause leaves to curl up. The other thing that causes leaves to curl up is a virus, but you won't know which virus, what sort of, what it's doing and unless you do a pathology test, basically. So what you need to do is get the treatment as healthy as possible. If you think it is scale, because if it is scale, there'll be juveniles and there'll be adults and the adults will be larger, rounder, and you'll be able to scrape them off with your fingernail. If it's an insect that's sucking the sap, which will cause that yellowing, um, they leave behind poo, which is what the black stuff is. So with that, you use a, a, an, an oil, use an eco oil on that. Spray that. So I'd try that. That's your first line of attack. But don't do it when temperatures are above 33 degrees. If it's a virus, can't do anything. But what you need to do is build up the mineral capacity of the soil and use soil microbes to make sure that the plant roots can access those minerals, particularly if it has a virus. That's your best best, best line of defence. If it scales, uh, uh, I've... I've just tried to uh, scrape it. I'm not quite sure whether I, I, I could, might be able to scrape them off. So if I can, uh, what, what's the uh, remedy there? Okay, you get soapy water 
and a and a brush, like a um, uh, washing brush. What do you? What, what did when people scrub floors? What do you call those? Oh, funny Sabrina. you don't know what that is, Sabrina. Well, I hey? never scrub floors. Yeah. Why would you? Scrubbing brush. Ah, oh, that's a floor it. scrubbing a scrub- brush. It's mm. a scrubbing brush. Mm. Um, so domesticated, Jane. <laughs> yeah. Are the things that you wash your dishes with a dishwashing, dishwashing brush, brush. <laughs> and, and soapy water, um, and then you just scrub. You scrub the tree, basically. Yeah. All right. Good luck, Alan. I never scrub my floors because I like I like biodiversity. Mm-hmm. So I like to have all sorts of little things. garden on the inside, yeah. all the stuff left on there. Eh? That's what I have, mm. Jamie. Okay. <laughs> Twenty five past nine. You're listening to Roots and Shoots. Sabrina, a few texts zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Hi, team. Yes, we're a team. Apples have yes. been stung. See picture. What would that be and how can I prevent it from happening next year? There's oh, a big photo might here be of, the an, apple dimpling bug. of an apple and the photo just struggling oh, to load. It's coming down now. On the oh, ABC's it's wireless it's Here it is. Ah, oh, look at that. The, little dents it okay, looks like. Okay, so there are little dents and that can be uh, the apple dimpling bug or fruit fly. Okay. And so what you have to do, unfortunately, is net your tree. But also the other thing that causes that is a trace Element deficiency, so you're going to have to get minerals onto that tree. Okay. Oh, it's nice and big, isn't it? Huge. Does that look like to you a little gala? Gala work? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like a gala so. with cellulite. And you can understand why they call it the apple dimpling bug because mm. it looks like a little dimple, doesn't, doesn't it? it, in people's cheeks? Yeah, mm. it's cute, but you don't want it. No. Uh, another one here, Sabrina. Uh, mm. I have a fab pumpkin growing oh. on an arch. I don't know when to pick it. Thank you so ah. much. Jenny in the Inglewood location, a, as she puts it. It looks like a... It's a butternut. It's yeah. fab. Okay. Um, so it's got a large... So how you know to pick any of the cucurbits, which is pumpkins, watermelons, rock melons, cucumbers, the umbilical cord that holds the fruit on will actually start to go brown and shrink okay. and go dry then you know that your pumpkin is not getting any more nutrients. A bit like an umbilical cord in a baby, same sort of gear. Now, when you cut the pumpkin off, and this is really important for pumpkins, you have to leave that stalk on, otherwise the pumpkin rots. But I reckon her pumpkin's a good three weeks away from harvesting yet. So what, leave it on until you use it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. As long as rats don't eat it. But yeah. hers is on a trellis. Do they ever just fall off with the weight? No, because the the so stem strong. is so strong. Okay. And it's a really good way of growing pumpkins to actually grow them up a fence line or mm-hmm. an arbor. And what you have to do is you have to, you know, you just put a stocking or something and tie it to the fence so it helps hold up the weight. But the, the stalk that holds the fruit is really hard. Tough, okay. strong. Should call it the Jamie stalk. That's it. I was about oh, to say please. That strong like Jamie. Oh my goodness, <laughs> John in South Bunbury. Thank you for patiently waiting. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic this morning, um, everybody. Um, beautiful morning. Um, looks to be a fantastic long weekend. I oh, know she's amen. going to be a corker. Amen. What's um Big What's happening oh. out your way? You got a tractor seat plant. Yeah, and bless you too. Ooh. Hey, um, 
Hey, now, I've got a spare ticket to over to the Mardi Gras, uh, Sabrina. Do you want to come? Ah, the Mardi Gras. Um, look, I've I've got a lot on this year. Um, oh. And I, I may be going to... I'm off to Mifkus. I'm off to the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show, um, which oh is God, kind of a Mardi Gras for plants. Nice. <laughs> John, you caught up fishing for a date last time, didn't you? Excuse me. <laughs> it's the same John, isn't it? Has to be. Jamie, yeah. Sometimes we get things wrong, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you keep thinking that, Jamie. <laughs> I'm just a little jealous, to be honest. Yeah. Jamie wants an invite to the Mardi Gras. Mate, I might have my leg in, I think. No, ah, pardon the pardon, boom, boom. There we go. Yeah. I, I, um, no, look, two things, actually. A little update on my track. Yeah. Plan. Yeah, you know, with the with the um, the greebies on the back of the leaf. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, whacked it on, and um, things have gone quiet. So, oh, good, excellent. No more, no more holes in the leaf. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, and of course they've worked over most of the leaves, so yeah. it's sort of like the new ones and that. Yeah. But, but I didn't use actually sulphur, um, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I used uh, an organic. One called Resolver. Oh yeah, now, I think we got that from the the shop with the big uh, letter. Oh okay, yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 and that's organic, so it was good. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, and the other one is um, growing um, avocado trees. Yeah, from you know a good healthy seed. Yeah, that you find out of an avocado. Yep. From the shop. Yes, you know. yeah. And some of them, the seeds are just all munted, you know. Yeah. Get some really nice ones. And, yeah. Um, so I've had a fair bit of success with that, and um, it's really good. You just, I've sort of leave the seed on the windowsill for a little while just to dry out. Dry out, out and, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, it's, um, it's true, John. There's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people uh, don't think to grow fruit from seed, but it's 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 fun and you can have a lot of success. Good stuff, John. Was Thank there a you. question there in the end? I not don't think sure, there was. We've got a couple sure. of good tips. So um, yeah. that was Thanks, excellent. Thanks, John. Hey, how about Karen in Brookton? Karen's lemon tree has lost its leaves. Oh. Good morning, Karen. Hello, Karen. Uh, hi, it, it's uh, Karen here. So, yes. um, yeah, my lemon tree, um, I've been on holidays and when I came back, it's rather naked. Ah, um, and it's, I, it's been playing I I made a mis- <laughs> Yeah, well, I think what happened is um, before I went away, it had kind of, the leaves were looking a bit yellow and I thought, well, maybe it needs some fertiliser. So I gave it some slow-release fertiliser. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have overdone it. And I now think I'm you wanting... definitely have, Karen. Okay. Um, the other thing is if the if the soil is a little bit dry and then we have warm weather, then it will burn the surface roots and so in response the tree will just dump all its leaves. Now what you need to do now is the only thing you need to do now is water. Yep. Do not fertilise it for another two months. Um, and just water it to try and leach out that. I know it's slow release, but you'll need to water it with the garden hose to try and leach out those nutrients. Okay. And it will recover. Nothing. Do not put anything else on it.
Thank you very much, Karen. I want to ask a question for Lena, Mm. who was so keen to get this question in and such a fan that she's come into the ABC today. Oh, wow. She's sitting there in in the control room over there. Good morning, Lena. (laughs) Lena wants to know if there's a way to either prevent or fix mosaic virus. She's having issues with her cucumbers and tomatoes. No. The only way you can do that... (laughs) She's got a very sad face. (laughs) Because it's like a virus in our bodies. So virus uh, have to... They they can only survive within a living cell. So... And then they multiply themselves, like the virus in our bodies. So the only thing you can do is you get varieties that are less susceptible to... And mosaic's one of the... 15 viruses that <laughs> tomatoes can get. Um, so you can you choose either mosaic-resistant varieties and you build up the capacity of the plant to be able to cope with getting a virus because if it's a healthy plant, eventually it will control the virus. But if it's already got it, tough luck. Yep, that's it. She's got the right-hand signal there. Sorry, Rip Lena. it out. You happy with that answer? You give us a wave? <laughs> no, no, she's, she's not, not really. No. She's not. Well, sorry, too she's bad. She's leaving too the bad. studio weeping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Wayne in Margaret River who's got a kale question. Hi, Wayne. And he's got a cough. Oh, hello. Hello, Wayne. You're drinking kale water? Hello. Hello, Wayne. Uh, yeah, it's, um, sorry, I've got toilet for someone else <laughs> Oh, um, right. He was probably listening yeah. to John, to be fair, and yeah, yeah. stepped away for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Take it yeah, away, Wayne. Yeah, I've got a pink, uh, pink kale. I'm not too sure how, it, how we uh, get stuck in it. We just cook up the leaves and, and cut the kale itself in like little bits like we cut an onion in it. Uh, so it's the curly kale, you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You just treat it like you would silver beet, really. But kale takes a little bit longer to cook. So you can steam it. Some people even spray it with oil. You know, you can get oil in a spray can and then they roast it in the oven and it's like crispy. Yeah. It's it's Jamie's favourite. Crispy kale kale chips. Yeah. Which I think is the most bizarre thing to do with kale. Tastes all right. um, I'd rather just eat some chips. Yeah, me too. I'm with you, Charlotte. Gotta say. So you boil it, steam it, bake it. It's beautiful in stews and curries and soups. Okay. So you can't really eat it raw, Wayne, because it's a bit it's a bit tough on the old teeth. Well, I have been eating. Oh, have you? Eat, I've been eating the leaves actually. Oh, how's that? Oh, there you for go. You? I mean, the leaves are all right, no yeah, trouble. Yeah. A lot of people, um, Peter Cundall's been drinking kale juice. He makes a tea with it and then drinks the juice from it. Hmm. I go. find when I do that, I eat all the white fly come to the top of the of your tea cup. It doesn't look that appetising. No, mm. doesn't sound too good, does it? Mm-mm. Kale in general is not getting me all that excited, no, to No, I can't. I really, really, I just, no. No. I'm no. with you. I'm okay. with you. I would not. I don't, I'm not a big kale fan. There you go. I'm just going to say I am, just to be different. (laughs) Uh, Sabrina, Kevin in Valdivis wants to know what this plant is. Mm. It's in a pot. It kind of looks a bit, I don't know, how would you describe that? A bit spiky. Yeah, it's spiky and it's got leaves and it's one of the, it's got spikes all down the leaves and it's one of the succulent 
like the, related to agaves, oh, yeah. and my friend May has an enormous one in her garden, and it has the most gigantic flower stem on it that's like eight metres tall, and I can't remember the name of it. Okay. But they are related to the to the aloes. I tell you what. Yeah. When I go home, I'll text the name through to Lorraine, mm-hmm. the keeper of all information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I'll then we'll we'll know it for next week. Okay. But she's a ripper. It comes from South America, I think. A little bit of homework. Uh, mm. Sabs, this one from. Lady Muck, okay. Uh, any advice on cherry trees? Uh, self-pollinating, dropping leaves after they turn yellow, crispy brown, only in the middle section of the tree. And here's oh. a little photo of how it's looking. Oh dear. So you can now, see those yellow leaves in yeah, the middle there. Yeah. That's, uh, that's nutrients. Okay. And it's it, the pot that it's in is way too small. It's little, isn't it? Yeah, so it's not getting enough water or nutrients, so you need to actually either take it out of the pot, put it in the ground, or put it in a much, much larger pot. Good luck, lady. Oh, okay. Well, that's a no. I wasn't being rude. Yeah, no, lady lady. Lady Mark. Yeah. Uh, We have Mark in Mount Lawley. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. How are you all? Very well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. What's going on in Mount Lawley today? Oh, it's a beautiful day. Of course wow. it is. Of course uh, it is. Yeah, I, I've got a, um, a garden bed. I've got, um, it's in shade pretty much the whole time. It's yeah. north facing, but it's between a fence and a pergola, so it's in the back corner. Yep. I'm wondering what to plant in there because it, it, it doesn't get much sun, but the sun it gets is when it's really at its peak, so it's oh. sort of punishing for an hour. And then, um, <laughs> and then it's, it's all... Uh all calm and quiet after that. Yeah. How big can it go? How big? Oh, probably maybe two metres, a bit less probably, fence height. Fence height? It's only about a metre and a half wide. Mm. That's a tough area, isn't it? Mm. Okay, so you could plant Rowena, R-O-Y-E-N-A. Mm-hmm. You could plant Brainia snowbush, B R E Y N I A. Snowbush. Yeah. Okay. What's that look? Is, does that flower? Uh, no. Am I going to get flowers in that space, do you reckon? Uh, look, you, you can if you use annuals or perennials if you put in perennial begonias you will get flowers they may get a little bit sizzled the other thing you could try is some of the um a chorus actually put in that won't give you flowers but they're beautiful it's called a chorus waterfall no a chorus something falls a chorus falls it's um it's variegated white and green leaves and they they cascade down and it's 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 a grass but it's really pretty. Oh, it's not gonna get to two meters high though. And then the only nice. Yeah, it's a it's a tough gig. The only other thing I could think that would do that is um you could try some of the the pere- acanthus A C A N T H U S. Acanthus. Yeah, so that'll get to a metre high. Okay. 
Thanks, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank no you. worries. Have a fantastic day. That's Mark in Mount Lawley. The number is 1300 720 if you'd like to have a chat to Sabrina this morning. Jackie has called in. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning. How are you this morning? Very well, Very Jackie. Well. What is on your mind today, Jackie? Um, I want to ask, do plants become jealous of other plants? <laughs> that, actually, That's a great question. That is a sensational question. Now, I tell you what, Jackie, they don't get jealous because that's us putting sort of a human emotion onto a plant, which they don't have. But... What they do get is they get cheesed off with a plant next to them that's taking up their space. We know scientifically that some plants do not like growing with other plants and they'll actually grow away from them. So regardless of where the the sun is, they'll actually physically send out a hormone that makes the plant only grow on one side and not the other. Do you have right. a Do you have a jealous plant, Jackie? Yeah, I, I've got a, um, a a plant that I've got is five meters long. It's grown for the last forty years like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's three meters high, and before it just used to go up and it flowers every now and again. But when we put the um, geraniums around the edge, yeah, it's suddenly gone to cover the grown this way over towards the edge of the flower bed and trying to take over the geraniums. Yep, yep, because it doesn't want those geraniums in its space because it's had that space for that amount of time. What happens with plants is every single plant, every, every, every plant sends out chemical signals of some sort. So the chemical signal that's coming from the geranium is... Just the the plant that's been there, it's just gone, get out of my patch. This is my place. I don't want you here. Oh, so that's so funny. I, what I'm going to do is fully shade you or send all my root system there so you cannot access any water or nutrients and I'm going to get rid of you slowly and stealthily. Moody. Little green with envy, you yeah. could say. Oh, <laughs> oh Jamie, my Classic. Yeah. Good, You're wasn't on it? fire today. The dad jokes are just coming out left, right and centre. I know, I know. I might have some news. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a joke. Um, on the text, Save Me Violet, uh, who's in Floriot, she has an old sand pit that she doesn't use anymore, Sabrina, mm-hmm. and she wants to know if she could use it as a raised garden bed for veggies with the kids. Yeah, if yes. How do yes. I start? What do I do first? Okay, so presumably there's white beach sand in the sand pit. You're going to have to get rid of half of that to okay. start. You're going to have to bring in clay and compost. And if you can get organic manure, if there's such a thing these days, you'd mix that in. Um, so you need to actually get the shovel and mix all that stuff in and you'll have a really good base Get in some slow-release fertiliser, put in microbes and, you know, microbes and minerals, turn it all in and you can grow. At this time of the year, there's heaps of stuff you can you can still put in tomatoes. Yeah, okay. It's so, a good idea. Hmm. Get the kids involved too. Yeah. Um, oh, geez, a bit of love and not so much love for kale. Uh, oh. Peter in Cottesloe <laughs> says it tastes like a cross between barbed wire and cabbage. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. So this one... Steam it, chop it, stir it through mashed potato. 
Yes. Oh, what that would one ruin... way to ruin mashed potatoes. That's what I reckon, food. Charlotte. Leave out the kale and add more butter. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. And cream. That's my tip. Uh, Sabrina, uh, we have a native garden that we uh, when we bought a property back in '03, we removed a variety of large palms in one section of the garden. Uh, there was a date palm. Uh, mm-hmm. We had no success growing plants in that spot. Uh, uh, every variety lives for two years. It gets approximately six feet high before dying and then uh, a very quick death. Yep. Varieties so far have included a wedding bush, a woolly bush, a few others. Any idea on what the problem is? Well, the thing about palms is they have a really, really dense root system. Okay. And I know the palm's dead now, but what would have happened is that palm would have sucked everything out of the soil. So the soil is going to be completely gutless. So you're going to have to actually build the soil up in the whole general area before you plant anything else. What's the? How do you build up the soil? Well, you get in compost. You get in all the good a, stuff. Yeah, yep. all the good stuff. Get the microbes in. Leave it fallow. Like put the minerals and microbes in, but leave it fallow for six months. Really? And, yeah, and water it so that the soil capacity builds up. So it takes a bit of time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's quarter to ten on ABC WA, and we're with Sabrina Hahn on Roots and Shoots this morning. Warren is in Golden Bay. Good morning to you, Warren. Good morning. How are you going? Very well. You've That's got a good. date palm issue. Yes, I've... I, I, I think you've just answered the question with the last caller. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> we've got, we've, yeah, it is. We've got three of them. Um, one of them's just about had it because I, sh- I give it a shave. I, I cut up all the dead um, branches and now the top of it's getting affected. It's slowly, there's no green shoots coming out. They're all dying. But that last caller, I think I'll just um, do what uh, the lady yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, now date palms actually require a lot of water as well, Warren. Um, but they, but they, they are suffering, particularly if the water table drops. So you just the wetting agent, the compost, yep. you know, manures, microbes, minerals, and water. Yep. All that water it in really, really well. Okay. Thanks, all right, well, that, that, that's lovely. Thank you very much. Okay, well, no worries. Short and sweet with Warren. Excellent. I'm glad we could kill two birds with one stone there. What about Peter, who is in Gin Gin? Good morning, Peter. Uh, good morning, Sabrina. Morning, Peter. Um, I've got a. I've been growing peanuts for a couple of years. Yeah. And uh, I'm having a bit of. The peanuts are really looking well at the moment. Yeah. Um, but the leaves are going a bit yellow, and the odd brown spot on the tips of the leaves. Ah, that's trouble. Mm. <clears throat> now, you're not growing them in the same spot, are you, Peter? Um, well, I have, yes. Yep. Bad move for peanuts um, because there's peanuts are really susceptible to lots of different bacteria and fungi and if there's any hint of it in the soil when you replant, they're going to cop it. Yeah, I did. Did replace a lot of the soil, like built the soil up in okay. between. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did give them. Uh, I know they have to have a lot of calcium, so I yeah. Some, uh, um, and rechanged a lot of the soil. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a bacterial spot that they get, and they also get a rust. So um, with the rust, you're going to have to use a like a copper oxychloride. Right. Um, yeah. If it's a bacteria, bacteria is so difficult to treat. 
The um, plants are still looking really lush. Yeah. Um, and it's not all the leaves um, that are... And they're all sending down their spikes now. Okay, yeah. If, if you could get some trichoderma, which is a beneficial fungi, onto the... Onto the the leaves that would be really good. You can you can put it in a solution of um, seaweed and put it on. Yeah, I, um, I have given them a couple of just recently given them a couple of doses of sea salt. You know, with a yeah, yeah. But you need the you need you need a beneficial um, fungi to actually attack what's happening on the leaves. So trichoderma is a really good one. And you can buy a whole bundle of them. You can get freeze-dried microscopic soil fungi and bacteria that has, it's got good levels of trichoderma in it and that will work really well. All right, I'll give that a try. Thank you, Peter. Thanks, Peter. Uh, We have Harry in Dianella and I've also had a text come through saying, can the button monkey please turn up the volume of callers? They're very low in comparison to those in the studio. Thank you very much for the tip. Thanks very much to my colleagues in the studio (laughs) who are probably supposed to be monitoring these things. But anyway, we've got Harry here and I'm going to bump Harry right on up. Good morning, Harry. Uh, good morning. How's morning, that? Harry. I think that, How are I think you? that's all right. I'm monitoring. Yeah, we're you look good. Like I think your voice. Clear. Yeah, your voice is coming across nicely. Mm, good projection. Okay. I have a golden cane palm, which is uh, I think the pot's shrunk because it's quite large. Actually, it is a large pot, and I'm just wondering if it can be split. Yeah, definitely. Is there any particular time of the year or you can do it any time you like? Well, you need to do it while it's... Well, don't do it this weekend because we've got a bit of hot weather coming. But you're much better off doing it in warm weather, Harry. So i definitely uh, leave it for a couple of weeks and then divide it up then. Right. And... uh, but basically, just cut it in half. I just want to split it in half. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just get. Have you got through the middle? Yeah. If you've got a little tomahawk, or yep. uh, it's one of my favourite garden tools, a tomahawk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weapons. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have lots of little weapons of destruction. I remember as a kid doing lots of stuff with tomahawks that got me into a lot of trouble. Wow. What? <laughs> That sounds really full on. But you've got all your fingers. So that's I've got good. all my yeah. fingers, but some other your things mates don't. that were lurking around the garden don't. There you go. That's all I can say. Okay. Thank okay. you Thanks, very much. Thanks, Thanks, Harry. Bye-bye. Cheers, Harry. <laughs> it sounded like he was fading off into yeah. the distance Harry, I did that on purpose. Oh, he's gone to get his tomahawk. A uh, few more texts coming through. Hey, kale is great as a nutritious coleslaw with grated carrot and beetroot. Shred it really fine. Yeah, you'd need to. You don't so even know it's there. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's about the only way you could eat kale. There you go. Kale favourites. Um, yeah, but, then, do... but then CT has written in here saying um, last Sunday on the radio he heard that somewhere was serving beetroot latte and the comment was the world's gone mad and CT says, I have to agree, a la kale. Yuck. <laughs> okay. People have kale in their juices, for God's sake. I occasionally will do that. Disgusting with yeah. that We could dedicate a whole segment to kale, <laughs> but I feel like we should move on. Yeah. yeah, okay. I think what we know is that opinion is divided. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, how long does a passion fruit vine live for, Sabrina, on the Usually text? around five years. Okay, there we go. Um, another one here. This is from Dee Dee. Uh, inherited a Tahitian lime tree in a Ooh. pot two metres. Uh, the 
stem, and it's just disappeared as I'm reading it. How good oh, is it when so that happens? Uh, the stem mm, does funny things and leaves are covered in white. And some little brown things that I can scrape off. Ah, scale. It's scale? Yep. So you've got juvenile and adult forms of scale. So you can either go out there with the brush that you scrub floors with, that one. The scrubbing uh, brush. The scrubbing brush. um, uh, And dip it in soapy water and scrape it. Or you can spray with a a botanical oil. Okay. Don't do it when it's hot. Don't do it when it's hot. Eight to ten. Uh, just one here from Bernadette in Mount Lawley, which makes me feel slightly ill. Uh, rats the size of small cats are eating my mangoes. That's a rat. Sigh. Help in capital letters. What can you do about rats the size of a small cat eating well, a mango? If you had a gun, you could shoot them because wow. they're large enough to have a crack at. But or the tomahawk. If, or the tomahawk. You could throw the tomahawk. But if you live in Mount Lawley, there'd probably be people there that'd be a little bit worried about seeing tomahawks flying over the fence mm. and gunshots. Mm. Um, so whereas in the suburb I live in, it's quite normal behaviour. <laughs> it's not a problem. The tomahawk comes with settlement, I think, generally. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> and a gun cabinet. Um now, actually, most of the people that have guns in my suburb don't have them in a cabinet. They're oh usually in the back goodness. of the car. How many do you want to dob in so, this morning? <laughs> Your mates are going to love you today. Mm. But rats. Okay. So to keep them off an area, you use a combination of phenyl, which is the big bin cleaner, mm-hmm. mixed with a little bit of kerosene because this is an old cure and in the olden days people used kerosene for everything including leprosy, Mm -hmm. um, and you paint it on the area where the rats are running, they they are very good in a... You can buy electrical traps, but after two dead rats, you won't get any more rats in there, so that's only good for two rats. Um, Why is that? The rats are really clever and they tell each other what's going on. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. Um, But it's great fun when you see a a rat get electrocuted. It's brilliant. (laughs) Sabrina, no. <laughs> Judy, Judy in Bustleton, good morning. It's quick. We're it's not, quick, Charlotte. No, they die really quickly. rats and throwing tomahawks and people keeping <laughs> guns illegally. Judy in Bustleton, good morning. Good morning. Morning, How Judy. How are you? Fabulous and still alive. Oh, <laughs> still on air somehow. <laughs> Always good to wake up in the morning. Ah, uh, that's what I say too. <laughs> I've managed to propagate... Um, some Boab seeds, the whole nut actually. Yeah. And they've got to about 10 centimetres and just thriving. Yeah. I'm a bit concerned about the winter down here and what I can do with them. Yep. Okay, so the trick for you, Judy, is to make sure that you do not overwater them in winter. So you have to try and replicate the wet and the dry season. So you need to bring them in, keep them in a pot for the first five years. Oh, yeah. So bring them in in winter where it's a really lovely warm spot where they get direct sunlight. Oh, yeah. And you may have to move them maybe on the veranda or something if it gets really cold. Bustleton's not too bad. Um, But the big thing is don't water, only water the pots once a fortnight. Okay. Because if you give them more water than that, they'll just rot. Okay. Sounds like I need to give some away. Well, um, and they'll be thrilled. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Or, yeah. Or kill me because I've given them a problem. <laughs> um, 
And I'll, quickly, I'm getting 20 crows in my chook pen. Can I, can I shoot them? Yeah, you can. No, you can't. No, you can't, Judy. No, because no, no. crows are actually protected. Are they? They're protected. Crows are protected. Ah. Um, look, they're, they're, and they're very, 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 very clever. So the only thing that you can do is somehow net over your chook pen. Yeah, we have got one section that's covered, but I just feel sorry for the chooks that they can't get out and mm, play. Anyway, yeah. well, obviously that's all I can See, do. anything else you do to try and um, keep crows away, they work it out very quickly because they're the smartest birds on the planet. Keep it above board, Julie. Judy. Thank mm. you very much. Uh, how about, how long have we got to go? A few minutes. So let's rush through to Barbara in Katanning. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, everyone. Morning. morning. Hi, Sabrina. Great to see you in Kojin up last weekend. I had an absolute ball down in Koji. It was great. It was great fun. Um, I've got a question. My daughter's got a massive crop of butternut pumpkins, yeah. but they're just gradually starting to split. What would cause that? Uh, it can be uh, uh, water at the wrong time if you've had a, you know, a big rain event. Yes, yes, we did probably. Which I drove through coming back from Kojanup last weekend. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, that's the usual cause, Barbara. And really okay. there's, I mean, you can't do anything about it. Right, okay. So harvest them now. Harvest them now. Yeah, okay. because once they split, all sorts of stuff gets in. Thank you very much, Barbara, for that. Should we rush one more in? Let's yeah, let's that. squeeze it in. Harley and Harvey. Good morning, uh, Gail. Good and, morning, um, Harley. The other bloke. What's your name? Jamie. Um, oh, yeah. But he's not Love really. Love you too, Harley. He's, he's not important. Yeah. Who cares? No, Thanks, I, mate. No, pop <laughs> five. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, quicker one. Yes. Um, the comquat won't grow in the old chook yard where we shove it in. Yeah. But we, but we, I've got a quick dad joke for you. Yes. Um, it, um, a racehorse is out in the paddock. He thought he's a good horse. He'd made a bit of money and uh, he got a little bit arrogant. And he saw this person walking across the paddock to him and he was hobbling. And he realised he only had one leg and he was a jockey. What did the horse say to the one-legged jockey? No idea. How are you getting on? Banish him. Banish him. Dig it up and move it. Dig it up and move it, Harley. But don't get a one-legged jockey to do it for you. Harley. Have a good weekend. And yes, um... The other bloke, I lost his name. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> he's not, I love he's you too, Mike. He's not in Whoever you are. <laughs> Thank you very much, Harley. Harley with his kumquat uh, issues. Oh, that just about funny. wraps it up for I this reckon, morning, guys. I, I reckon so. Jan wants to know when she can prune a woolly bush. Do it now. Do it now. Okay. Get into it, Jane. We've Get into some work. More and more people texting in with tips on things to do with kale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the takeaway from today, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, that's right. That I, no one likes I, kale and Sabrina likes to kill things <laughs> by gun or tomahawk. It's been a really varied program It's effective. Today. There you go. Hey, Sabrina, thanks yes, so much. It's my pleasure, Jamie. See you next week. You will, and you too, Charlotte. Thank you very much, Sabrina. That was Beautiful. We'll it's about it from week. us. Yeah, we'll do it next week. Uh, Sports Talk coming up next on your radio, and we'll be back uh, next week as well. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic long weekend. Good morning. Bye. Bye.